1: What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. Today we are talking pro wrestling. But if you've been listening to us for a while, you understand that we talk MMA, boxing, sprinkle a little hip-hop, and whatever is going on in the entertainment world every show. So if you don't like pro wrestling, if you don't like boxing, if you don't like MMA, don't worry, there's a show for you throughout the week. Make sure you guys Stay tuned in to the Corner Podcast. Today, though, we're starting off with AEW Grand Slam that went down in Queens this week. So much to talk about there. We had a surprise debut on the show. We're going to talk about the impact of that, plus a new undisputed champion in AEW. Beyond that, though, we're going to talk WWE, recap the week that was, who is this White Rabbit character? We're going to give our predictions because we're probably going to find out, depending on when you're listening to this show, because Friday night they are teasing that that character is going to show themselves at 9.23, specifically. If you're watching on the East Coast, we'll also talk about Raw and SmackDown and NXT. Got a nice little new logo change. NXT 2.0 seems like it's going in the rear view. We'll talk about everything that happened there. But Dre... It's nice to talk to you. We're not in studio today. I am in New Jersey for Shakur Stevenson, which is a whole different thing now. Uh, So much different than our boxing show that just came out on Tuesday with Shakur and missing weight here and what that means. Can't wait for a boxing show, but it's great to be able to sit down and talk wrestling. Now that we're one night removed from AEW Grand Slam, start this out how we always do. What's your overall grade?
2: Uh, this is difficult. It was like a B, B minus or a B, somewhere between there. Like the in-ring action was good. The booking decisions were very questionable. And I it makes me really wonder what the hell is
1: going on there. I feel exactly the same, right? I, I feel like the in-ring was still enjoyable very few times aw misses on in-ring action the booking is getting more and more questionable by the week to the point of i'm i've been saying this from the beginning tony just has a lot going on and you start seeing stuff slipping through the cracks and from what we saw in grand slam on wednesday how it opened up you can see like yo there's a lot a lot a lot For a fan, let alone the guy, bookie, for a fan to follow, it has to be hard to fit all of these characters, all of these titles, all of these promotions into one tight knit package. And I think we're starting to see, starting to see some overflow from that. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: I don't even know if it's just that. I just think, I just think that Tony's looking at the roster and he's trying to make decisions. There are two things that are happening. I think he had plans and then those plans get disrupted by injuries and or suspensions or people biting people. And he's got to change things. And then when he starts to change things, I don't think he thinks too much about what he's changing and how it affects everything else. So obviously we will talk about the undisputed championship match for the title, but then like the Swerve in My Glory and um, claim match. This rematch wouldn't have happened if the, the crowd response wasn't so powerful at a, uh, what was that all out? Yep. And, and then I think this title changes because of the fans. So I think when you start, it, it's hard to give people what they want without disrupting everything that you're already doing. Right. And I'm not saying they claim winning is a bad decision. We'll talk about more on that later, but I think he's, he's stuck in between trying to give the fans what they want and trying to stick to the script. And it, ends up being some very complicated and confusing booking. And I've said it from like, I've said over like almost two years now, they are really bad with explainers, like explaining what certain things are, like what the chip means. They should have said like, yo, you can use it. You can't cash it in like money in the bank, but you have to let the authorities know that I'm using it at this event to challenge for the title. They haven't explained it. So like MJF sitting in the crowd for that whole match, you really don't know what's going on. And when he was on Arrow Herwani's show, he had, you know, Arrow was like, Are you gonna cash it in? And I don't
1: even think MJF knows what he's doing with the chip. It's <laughs> it's complicated. Yeah, I mean, you're hundred percent right. But then we see on their Friday show, which we're avoiding spoilers for the Friday show. We're recording this show on Thursday. So we we don't know what's happening yet on Friday. We're not those guys. We're not gonna spoil it. But there's another match on Friday, Battle Royal for a future AEW World Championship match for a golden ticket. So now we have a Casino Royale chip and a golden ticket at the same time. Yes, yeah, a lot. For for what? The other guy I, hasn't I, cashed in yet.
2: Well, it's, so here's where I say they have to do a bad job explaining things and they try and then Tony does things that kind of is counterproductive to what he's doing. So if you have a chip that's floating around and there's no rules on it yet, right? Nobody said you got a year, six months, how how mo- much in advance you got to use the cat? There's no rules. No. Now you're going to have a golden ticket, which again, no explainer, no rules of when you can cash this in. But then the real question becomes, what's the point of the rankings? If this is what you got to do to get be the number one contender or in the case of FTR, which they mentioned on there. We've been the number one contender since like what? April? April, they said. <laughs> April.
1: Just begin J. Like
2: you And it feels like this is something that Tony just forgot. Like it was just like, oh shit. You know, while they've been busy collecting titles elsewhere, they haven't had a championship opportunity. There's a way to explain it. And they could have said, like, Dax and Cash are going to be busy chasing titles, and number one contender status is still in effect, and they can, you know, they'll be the number one contenders as long as they continue to win. There was never explainer. So when Cash says it on air, you go, "Oh shit!" It's been like five months. Like, come on, man. They are they're getting lost in
1: their own sauce. Well, Tony is. And then now it gets tough. And we'll talk. We'll talk about the AEW Tag Team Championships. Actually, let me let me start from the top. Let me not get ahead of myself. So we have Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli for the ROH world championship Chris Jericho's theme song super over still for someone who's a heel love it it comes to the ring I think in ring one of my most enjoyable Jericho matches over the past couple months even with the Lionheart shit and everything there I I still thought it was a pretty good match in ring and I enjoyed this as much if not more so than him Brian him Moxley like I, I thought this was a good match. It wasn't too long. And then we get to the end and Chris Jericho beats Claudio. Here we go.
2: This is exactly what I'm talking about. For, so, <laughs> how does this help
1: ROH? Well,
2: okay. So on one hand, you can make the suggestion. Well, if they're trying to secure a TV deal, they need a star to carry the brand, right? If that's if that's the train of thought here, I understand it in a vacuum however depending on when these negotiations begin if this is what's really happening couldn't jericho just beat jonathan gresham so that's my issue is like well why did claudio even win this shit if he's because he only had it for two months he didn't make it to an roh pay-per-view or an aew pay-per-view to defend the title i don't understand this decision in in terms of Why did Gresham lose? More than anything else, I don't get it. If they built Gresham, if Gresham beat Claudio, held on to that title, and then they started like a feud with Claudio, not Claudio, with Jericho and Gresham, and we got to this point, and Jericho pulled the title off of Gresham, then I'd be like, I okay, I get what you're doing. But I don't understand why Claudio had the title. I don't get it. Booking for TV
1: deals is very anti what AEW was supposed to be, one. Two, that is now saying, what is ROH? Because the reason for Claudio to get the belt is because he is an ROH style and character guy. He is ROH, but he is coming from WWE and he is a bigger star if you need a TV deal. Now you got to ask yourself, how big of a star do you need? Because well, you have to ask is that, you have to ask
2: the networks that.
1: Yeah, He's a mega star for that brand. So now whenever the networks get dicey, you got to put it on a guy who's not in ROH at all. They're always going to ask you to put it on an AEW guy to make it feel grand. If this is the precedent you set, then it's not a different brand. Then this is a mid-card title.
2: Well, that's that's I disagree with you there because if if this is to get a TV deal and there's supposed a launch Ring of Honor, like depending on if it's on streaming service wherever it ends up, yeah. And Jericho is your champion, and your first show is a title match, obviously. And you put somebody in that's an ROH person that goes over on Jericho. You're doing it to pop a rating for the first show, so. You have to get in the door, but then after you get the deal, you can kind of do what you want as long as you can keep the rating or whatever it is, if it's subscription-based, however it plays out. So if you got to do it for the deal, I mean, business is business. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people that watch pro wrestling or have, have watched pro wrestling fail to understand is that when you have a network that's in charge and you're trying to launch like SmackDown, for instance, you have to have The Rock. Like the network doesn't care about who is an original this. They don't give a shit. There's like, who is your biggest draw that we can use to launch this show? Hmm. And they said Jericho, which ultimately this could be like a Daniel Garcia and Jericho thing. I don't know. But you have him champ champ? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I think Daniel Garcia, I, I don't know exactly what they're doing with this. I've always said I didn't like Daniel Garcia turning babyface, but it seems like we're trending in this direction. Yeah. But, Ultimately, I get if that's the business decision and you get the title off of Jericho with an ROH guy and you start establishing an ROH, I get it. But otherwise, again, going back to Claudio versus Gresham, I'm more baffled by that than Jericho winning the title. That's what's bothering me more than anything else, because Gresham was your guy. Claudio wasn't even supposed to be in the mix. The only reason he ended up there is because Brian got hurt. Yeah, this is where I say, like, when injuries happen. Tony has to make a decision. It's booking. It's very hard. I, I'm not saying it's an easy job because you come in with one thought process. You're like, all right, this is what I'm doing. If an injury happens, it's cool. But they, had, they got dismantled by injuries. And he had to make a bunch of decisions, and he didn't really have any help. It's not like he has a writer's room. It's not like he has a bunch of advisors. So he's kind of doing this on the fly himself. But now he backs himself into a corner because he doesn't know exactly where he's going. And he's going to work his way out of it. But on weekly television is not easy I say that shit all the time Even when we're shitting on the WWE Weekly television is very difficult Because it's live And everybody that's involved with weekly television If one person doesn't show up It messes up everything So I'll give it I'll cut a little slack there But I'm just dog, I'm I'm baffled by the, the aggression thing That is, That bothers me more than anything
1: else I don't get it Yeah It's a A lot of hot potato going on with a lot of titles currently.
2: Yeah, They have have a lot of titles.
1: A lot of titles. Their promotion itself has a lot of titles. And then now you're counting in titles from all of ROH, which continuously pop up. Daniel Garcia, who's in an active program every week on your television screen, has a title from ROH. So you got to explain what the pure championship is to your audience and then Samoa joe pops up randomly and then that's another title from roh let alone now we have um tag team titles from three different promotions constantly on your television it's a lot the women's title from god knows where was that roh i don't know was defended on there a couple of times it's just a lot of stories to build for your audience if you're Unless you're just assuming your audience knows all of this shit, which I feel like TK at this point probably assumes, like, I'm a smart. I know it. You should know. And I mean, that's
2: fair to to a point, right? Like, again, the acquisition of ROH was always going to be something that Tony wanted. and He wanted to make sure the WWE didn't get their hands on it. Yeah. So he bought it and he wants to put it to use by doing the Ring of Honor stuff. So the guys carrying the ROH title on AEW, it's a necessary thing if you're going to launch an ROH show. You have to have those titles visible. They have a lot of titles, don't get me wrong, but those titles have to be visible because if you launch ROH cold, nobody knows what's going on. So at the very least, you have to have the ROH titles pop up on TV here and there. And then once the decision's made or once the deal gets done, because you're at the mercy of the network. Whenever they decide they want to launch the show, that's when you launch the show. But until then, you got to make do with what you got. So I, I'm not mad at the, the ROH titles. I'm not mad at them popping up on television. I, that doesn't bother me. It's the booking decisions that are bothering me. That's
1: the issue for me. It, I'll, I will reserve judgment then until ROH gets its own show. For right now, you're, you're having to keep eyes on this product without it having a home yep. and it it makes their show very convoluted it just does but i'll reserve judgment until it gets home because what you're saying yeah. makes sense like it, you, you got to keep it that's cool yeah but to to the extent of now you're you're spending a lot of assets on your homegrown show keeping this afloat
2: yeah it's convoluted but again, it's not convoluted because the titles. It's convoluted because of the booking. It's the and I'd as be we go okay this if they sh-
1: only showed it on Fridays. ROH well, titles pop up on Rampage. Yeah, but more people watch Dynamite. So it's well, like, but it's, it's there. You're servicing it, like it's there.
2: Yeah, but I. But again, more people watch Dynamite, so you have to put those titles on these shows. But again, if the booking wasn't as haphazard as it has been, none of this would be an issue. The book, the booking being as wild and like the wild, wild west right now is the issue. It's it's not like if Daniel Garcia pops up with the ROA's title and defends it every once in a while. It's fine, because right now the pure title and Daniel Garcia having it, it's not a big deal. Like no. people don't look at it as like a main title. Jericho beating Claudio is like an eyebrow raiser because it's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You gave this guy the title because of what? That's what's confusing. Like, seeing FTR with all the titles, it's kind of cool. And you don't have to explain all the titles. The Smarks know. Like, we all know what the New Japan title, the IWGP Tag Team titles are. We know what the ROH titles are. We know what all those titles are. They look cool. It looks cool on TV. But if FTR was to lose those titles for some inexplicable reason, now we got an issue because it doesn't make sense. My point is, AEW is having a hard time making sense. Cause I don't get what they're doing yet. And I don't know if Tony necessarily knows what he's doing yet.
1: There's a lot of shit going on. And and a lot of it outside of dynamite and rampage. There's a lot to follow. Right. It's, and, it's, and, it's and if I do become invested in ROH through dynamite, now I have to follow ROH when they get a TV deal. Cause now I'm invested in those belts, which is what they're counting on. But yes, Still, it's just like one of those things where it's like, for those who don't, the belts are flo- floating back and forth. Now you're missing huge story plots and lines, and the belts just come in and out. Kind of like AW Dark. It's like, yo, well, this feud built on Dark. Like, okay, but explain to me the feud in case I didn't watch Dark. Like, they have to do that when it does eventually split. Cause you, I don't know if you can just be like, all right, cool, we got a TV deal. The belts are gone forever. It's kind of like, no, you got to bring the belts around again every now and then because it's ingrained in the fabric of your show.
2: You just got to figure out, like, what is your roster going to be, right? Like, what is your roster going to be on ROH? I think that the other issue is, all right, so Tony Khan launches AEW. He starts yeah. with Dynamite. He create, he gets Rampage. Now, pandemic happens as he's doing all this, right? As the pandemic happens, all this talent is out in the wild. He decides to start signing all this talent because you can't just let them flow out there. They're too good. Yep. now you have all this talent now instead of a two hour into one hour show probably in his head he's like oh i wish i had a two hour show for friday but he doesn't he's got a one hour show for friday now what do you do with that because now you have to cram all this talent into two shows and Damn. like i said when we reviewed all out the issue is now becoming oh i gotta get all these people on these shows whereas it's affecting booking because now it's more about making people show face than it is telling stories so again that six-man tag with like wardlow and sting like we don't need that shit that could have been headlined dynamite or rampage but it was like i gotta get him on the show like wardlow and ftr ftr hadn't been on a pay-per-view in like the last four to five months and he was like i gotta do it storyline wise didn't make any sense but he's their top guy so they got to show up so that i think that's the issue is that Again, he's got all this talent. He's got three hours of TV. Dark, come on, man. N- nobody's like you. You can ch- do smaller storylines on Dark, but anything that's of consequence, don't do it on Dark. It because not enough people are watching that shit. So they got it. I mean, they're not in the worst spot, but there's chinks in the armor.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and we'll go through the card, and more of these will pop up. Next match. Tag Team Championship match for the AEW World Tag Team titles. The acclaimed versus Swerve on Our Glory. Like you mentioned, running it back. Because there was such high regard for that first match. I didn't mind this match. Was it as good as the last one? No. Absolutely not. But the last one was a pay-per-view match. (laughs) They they didn't call this shit whatever they want. It's not a pay-per-view. You don't got that time. It was like a seven-hour pay-per-view last time. So... For the time given, I enjoyed the match. Again, though, I'm confused by the booking. It looks like Swerve and our Glory are playing up the heel characters week after week, and only only one of them. That, yeah, within only that, one of them. Swerve is building his heel character. Keith Lee is not cool. You get into this. You have a spot. Where Swerve mistakenly like kicks Keith Lee or something. Cool. You're building that dissension. I'm like, this is going to lead to them losing. No. Keith Lee kicks out, or Caster goes for like the elbow drop or whatever, and his knee gives out. So they can't pin Keith Lee, kicks out. Like, all right, how are you going to get to this spot again? Oh, no, they don't. Swerve is just outside chatting it up with Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn. Who is for all purposes the manager of the babyface tag team? One of the babyface guys distracts the ref, Billy Gunn hits a famous sir, throws Swerve back in the ring, they hit the finish on Swerve, they win. That's not how babyfaces win. Why? Well, like, I no, it's no well Dre, you know that's not how babyfaces win. No, 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 you know no. It. No,
2: because here's the here's the issue, the thing that you're missing. If you're gonna say that Swerve should have cost them, that's that's not the story that they're telling. The story that they're telling is that Swerve is is cost them because he was so caught up with the acclaimed in Billy Gunn. That's what cost them the title. It wasn't that like they've been making mistakes, right? And they've been teasing that for several weeks. It happens. <laughs> but I don't but dude, Eddie Guerrero cheated to win all the time. Nobody gives a shit. And well, he's a baby, baby face, he's a baby face. But he was a babyface and did the same thing. Nobody it cares.
1: <laughs> Lies but and nobody
2: cares. Nobody cares, right? Like nobody right. ultimately it's, cares.
1: They aren't Eddie nope. Guerrero. Did they not go from heels to babyfaces, and you built that into their character? You can't you, compare you, the you, two.
2: You do realize that there's a huge gray area in AEW. They're
1: they are not they are they're not built in a gray area. Yes,
2: th- but the acclaimed were heels. Remember that they just got over. Yeah, they they, were
1: heels, but there was a clear they were they they there was a clear turn when the boys turned on Billy. Billy went to the claim. Scissor me daddy ass like there's a clear like baby face heel dynamic drawn between those two tag teams. And this is their first feud after that. And now it's in a gray area again. I I just. If people like it, cool, it is not the most egregious shit that they've done. I'm just highlighting this. To show that every match had something, booking wise, that was like it's just questionable. Well, if someone can so, let it ride, then that's cool. But I just want it to be acknowledged that the babyface team cheated to win. Clearly, yeah. people love the shit because Daddy Ass won them the match. I get it. It's I didn't over, mind it, but it's, I didn't. It's I weird. didn't
2: mind it, but I didn't mind it. But in the the structure of the show is where I minded it because we had a lot of these funky-ass finishes that involved, like, cheating and not clean finishes. That bothered me because it was back-to-back-to-back. There were three in a row. There was. Acclaimed cheating to win doesn't bother me, because ultimately what this is going to lead to, I think, is Keith Lee saying, swear if you've lost focus, right? You've lost focus, and that costs us the titles. You're so busy trying to cut off Max Caster. You're so busy trying to tell Billy Gunn to suck it, that you fucked up and cost us the titles. We were fine until you went outside and tried to challenge Billy Gunn. That's where I think that story is going. That finish doesn't bother me because of that. It bothers me because we got multiple like unclean finishes. Forever unclean goes that dynamite. Way. I hope it goes. That I, I, it should. If it doesn't, I mean, and again, it's it's one of those things where you know Swerve and Keith Lee, they were the tag team that wasn't supposed to work. For a lot yeah. of people. ah, uh, why are you doing this? And then it worked, and it was they were really good. Their shit was really good. <laughs> then they went to all out, and this is what I'm talking about with Tony. The acclaim gets this enormous reaction because the acclaimed have gotten themselves over. This was not booking getting them over, it was them getting themselves over. And that reaction was stupid. Scissor me daddy is not something that Tony Khan kind of said in
1: the writer's room. No, and you gotta it a hundred percent. You gotta strike while the iron's hot. Put the belt on. Fuck it. I love that well. Well, I'm I'm not of that same mind,
2: right? Really, I'm. Yeah, I'm thinking like to react like that means that now you have to book the acclaimed as champions, and you're not necessarily sure. Like, "Scissor Me, Daddy" ass is hot right now. Yeah. But by the time you get to the the end of the year, is it going to still have the same momentum? Right. So you've blown up your all your plans if you had them for this title switch. Now, you got to book future because of the acclaim, because you've made a decision based on crowd reaction in Chicago. Yes, they were also hot in New York. This could play out very well, but you're changing your plans again. This was, I'm sure, I'm confident this wasn't supposed to happen. Instead, I would have been perfectly fine with Swerving Our Glory retaining and Swerves a cheater. I would have been perfectly fine with that. I don't, I know the acclaim. I know the acclaimed getting the titles draws a big pop and everybody's excited. It's like, good. We got a strike. But what is the plan for
1: the acclaimed outside of swerving our glory? I mean, Do you ne- really think they can beat FTR? They have to go over on FTR. Now you, you have to, you can't hot potato that belt. They need right. a run, especially being homegrown. I'll give you other people, right? Like Claudio can lose the belt. His legacy is defined. It's like, you can heat him back up whenever, you can, there's certain people where you just lean on their their legacy, their lineage, and you're like, cool, like, with, this shit's not going to hurt you. The claimed are not those people. They are so new. They are so hot. They are homegrown. You got to buy into that. And you have to give them a sustained run. Well, this
2: is the, this is the problem. This is the problem that they have. This is what I'm saying. When you start reacting off of what the fans do or what you think is going to work, like and you don't really map up. you blow up your plans because of the fans. And it's, and on one hand, again, it's the fan show, like give them what they want. But I just don't know if Tony's looking ahead and it's like, ah, shit, I got to deal with FTR at some point. And having the acclaim go over on FTR would feel kind of weird right now. <laughs> they need, they yeah, need to beat up. They need to beat some other tag teams before they get to FTR, but FTR is the number one contenders. So that's what I'm saying. Like, You're making decisions based on the fans, but you got to remember who's in the ring. I'm not saying that the Acclaimed are a bad tag team in ring, but are they top five in AEW? No.
1: Yeah. The the record says they are until you get up against someone like FTR. Where they've been belt collecting. They've beat so many good tag teams that it's just Just go
2: through it. Go, go through these tag teams lucha Bros like box could go over on lucha Bros sure they could yeah but at a certain point you gotta you're gonna have to hold your own water and that I don't know if they can do that like AEW's, you know their work rate first storyline second
1: they 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 be great different
2: st- for these kids they gotta yeah, be like different they have they I mean they I'm very interested in see where they're going it's not of I'm not mad at the decision. Yeah. I liked it. I enjoyed the pop. My curiosity is like, all right, well, how do you sustain this kind of momentum that they have? Because if the fans for any reason, two months from now is like, eh, we're over, over this. Now it's just going boils down to how good are they in the ring?
1: Yeah. Well, and, and they, they're not bad. We've seen them. No, they're not a bad. Banger. So if you keep giving them teams that can pull that out of like FTR is going to pull out of them one hell of a match. The Lucha Bros can pull out of them when hell of a match. Like the Bucks, they don't have bad matches. So those people make them look really good. It comes down to what happens when you have to carry the match. Right? Like when, right. when are you ready to do that? And if the answer is never, and some people, it's okay. Like some people don't have five-star matches. It's like, it's all right. Like five-star matches just aren't the norm to do that. So it's just like okay, what what happens when that time comes, and do you make an exception You just say these people are so good on the mic, such good characters, the rap is so over that they don't have to be bangers in the ring every time. NXT ran into the same problem with Enzo and Cass.
2: Yeah, they did. Everyone they else put was working.
1: Everyone they, they, they did. They, they did they it.
2: never put the title on, not, not once.
1: once. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! All right, well. Lo and behold, I know they had a bunch of tag team matches,
0: but they yeah, lost gotta... every
2: single one of them. They, <laughs> they they lost to the revival, like they lost every single time they got close. They lost, And <laughs> that's okay. and it was, and this is this might be the counterpoint because you can argue that Enzo and Cash should have won them tag titles at some point because they were hot for so long. Yeah, you could argue that, and I'd be like, you're right, they never won the titles, <laughs> so. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy, but then in hindsight, you go, ah, maybe it was okay. It doesn't it all depends on them how you at use all. them at all. No, it all depends on how you use them moving forward. That's it.
1: All right, so then we have Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. This is the
2: match I had a problem with. I, I like the match. I love the match, too. The, I hated the finish.
1: I, 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 I dislike the, the finish strongly. <laughs>
2: I I thought the finish was awful because what are you telling me about Death Triangle and Pac now? What are you telling me? He has to be a chicken shit heel, man. That's what they're telling you. But the Lucha Bros are over as babyfaces. Like Ray Phoenix is about to work Jungle Boy on Rampage. And we know this is going to be a banger. Neither of them are heels. But the, the moment that Pac, he cheats to beat Orange Cassidy, Orange Cassie's white meat babyface. He's about his baby face as babyface as babyface gets in this company. But the, when he had to hit him with a hammer, it's like, well, why did, why? Now, if you're going to have this heel run for Pac, that's great. But he's part of the trio's tag titles. Yeah, Like that's, now, now we're getting complicated in how we're handling this. Are, the, are Pentagon and Ray Phoenix like, hey, Pac, you didn't need to do that. Is that where we're going to, with this? I think they I just let him rock. Finish,
1: I mean, he's a bastard. This is it. what I've been told. He's a bastard. So even right, when but this he's finish, a baby fades. He's a bastard.
2: But this finish was wholly unnecessary because it's a string of consecutive dirty finishes. Yeah, that it was just like in the show. It's like did did anybody look at was like this is the third straight. You know, right?
1: <laughs> we're getting a little. We're getting a little Vince McMahonish here.
2: Yeah, we don't. We don't need this many. We don't need this many of these. But and yet, Cassidy we can be
1: pinned. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It wouldn't have hurt. To just have no. them go over clean on it. So, yeah, I, I don't get that decision. Tony Storm, Serena Deeb, Athena, Britt Baker. It was nine, nine minutes, 50 seconds. I didn't like the match all, all too much itself. The women's division has, well, I'll just start in ring, has a fundamental problem where they just stand around and wait for spots to happen. It looks like their matches move in slow motion. And I've seen now, these women in the ring, Tony Storm came from NXT, NXT UK. Athena came from NXT, WWE. Um, Britt Baker did not, but she's been wrestling here and had the title for a long time. Serena Deeb taught in NXT. You look at these things, these women can go in the mm-hmm. construct of an AEW match. They don't look like Jay Cargill, but they don't look too far off. Something is wrong with the booking and now the producing of women's matches. They they aren't the Young Bucks. And, and I say that not to diss the Young Bucks, but they're not great at having spot fest. What Athena did in NXT, she told stories in her matches. What makes Sasha, Bayley, Charlotte, these women tell stories. They are great athletes. Bianca. And they have some spots, but they make you feel their psychology in women's wrestling. AW doesn't seem to grasp that.
2: All right. So, first of all, Athena, she was great early in this match. And then she busted Baker's nose on a move that I was like, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Um, but she was great in this match. And she reminds you, like, man, she's really good. But here's the new issue with the women's division. Number one, you have Jay Cargill clocking up the TBS title because she's not progressing fast enough. That's, that's the number one issue. She's not getting better fast enough. And because of that, she's holding on to a title like you said about a year ago. Oh, she, you know, she should challenge Britt Baker. She ain't ready for that when, when Britt Baker had the title. She wasn't ready for that. She's not ready for Thunder Rosa. She's not ready for any of these people. And we saw with Athena, she ain't ready for even Athena. Even yeah. Athena couldn't carry her to like a, a great match. So she's clogging up one side. And immediately, Athena loses. Fuck it. They just move her over to the main title picture for this interim title. Now, this match, you have Britt Baker, who's just like a fixture. She's starting to become Charlotte Flair in terms of, like, she's always there. Now, is that a bad thing? Is that a bad thing? No, if you have more than one women's match on the show. Yeah. If you are working multiple women's matches, like, if if you start... That, and here's where I'm getting to my problem. There is no storyline if it doesn't have Britt Baker involved in it. If you look at the women's division, Britt Baker is involved in anything of consequence with the women. They tried a little bit with Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb, which was good, and Serena Deeb and uh, Sheeta, which was good. Yeah, But then they go right back to Britt Baker being in the main title picture. And if they, and then that means there's no other story. So you can't do, for whatever reason, they could go to Tony Storm versus Serena Deep, but Britt Baker must be involved somehow. So now this match needs to be
1: a four person match when it doesn't really need to be that at all. Like give Britt her time to build the Rebel feud outside of the main event picture. I mean, but they're done. Like the Jamie Hayter feud's over already. They're friends again. Oh, they are friends.
2: So there's me, this like, Jimmy this, Hader, not Rebel. Yeah, there's an issue where it's like, you're not building out other women's stories and you need somebody else to book that. And the man that's supposed to book your women's division is suspended. suspended. In Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. I think it was so, taken away
1: anyway, but yeah, correct.
2: Yeah. But it's like, but, but you're looking like you just signed, um, you signed multiple women. We're going to get to this debut in a minute um, and we should talk about it after the break, but you just, you, you keep adding women. And none of them have stories. Why does Ruby Soho not have a story? Now, granted, she's been thrown on her head to get her face busted. They're just kicking oh her ass. God. Yeah, she's but looking at WWE now like, fuck me. Like, but there's no story for her when there should be. Like every story with a woman that exists outside of like Britt Baker, or the title involves a band. They don't need that at all. Just give me two women that can wrestle. They don't even need to have a title on the line. Just say I don't like you, bitch. Like that's it, and I'm <laughs> I'm here
1: it. for that match now.
2: But, but you gotta
1: give them time it. on television. You gotta give them exactly a profile spot to just do that. The and only person who does buy it, honestly. And the only
2: person who does it consistently is Jay Cargill. She's the yeah. only person who's involved with somebody and she just don't like them. And she does very well in their promos, convincing you like I don't like this bitch, and I'm gonna kick her ass. She does it every week. Trina. and it's cool. <laughs> but yeah but after that it's like come on man tony storm's already becoming an afterthought you gotta give her something else other than Britt baker somebody Someone, they man. haven't even built up heels and faces outside of Britt
1: baker no who's the second biggest female heel i guess serena d right i guess i, I would even count her as like a real heel though but yeah
0: there's she's in that else. gray
1: area <laughs> so yeah there's there's no one else so we get through this and match. all and all this and all of this until someone wins. And it's like, all right, so. Yeah. So it's like, oh, she, her, her titles are in distress. No. Like, it was nine minutes, 50 seconds. I Outside of Athena's burst in the beginning, I didn't think anyone else was going to win that. So yeah. it gets a little weird. Everyone's standing in the ring. We have the AW jump everyone spot that they love. So cool. The heels are being up to baby faces. Then we get our debut. Paige, or the wrestler, formerly known. As Paige Sarai now comes out, the music hits. It's always tough because people don't know whose music is what. But the music hits. Paige comes out. She does her little, her little walk. People pop. Gets to the ring. Everyone scatters. Britt Baker looks like she's seen a ghost. All right, but there's no bumps. Not a punch, not a clothesline, not enough. Everyone just scatters. Everyone pops. Sarai is now all elite. I was not as gung-ho as everyone else was for this. Um, What do you mean as everyone else? The internet, reverse Rap Hat member Ryan McKinnell. Uh, a lot of fans are like, oh my god, this is a game-changer. A Huge debut. It's a debut. Does every debut has to be huge? Right, like some debuts aren't huge, and that's okay. It's a cool debut. It's a debut. I don't think it has to be a huge debut. I don't think it was. Yeah, I think it's a huge debut. I I don't know what page is anymore. I mean, it,
2: that's a different question in its entirety. But like, it's a huge debut because. Paige hasn't wrestled, and you know Asariah hasn't wrestled, and she couldn't wrestle. Her return to pro wrestling after being uh, released from her WWE contract—that's a huge deal. Her arrival—it made me smile to see her. But then what I'm, you're asking about, what I'm she happy is for now? Her. Yeah, I don't wish but, any bad but, things upon her. No, no, no. no. But I'm saying that, that that's a huge debut because she was the bridge between the divas and the women's revolution in WWE like she's she was a big deal in terms of that and she had a career cut short now her arrival at AEW because she can wrestle she's still very young that's a big deal because people thought it was over for her now what she has left that's an entirely different conversation how they end up booking her is another conversation in its entirety like that's a totally different thing but seeing her was a big debut. What they do with her after that? Like Ruby Soho coming back was a big debut. But what you do after that? I don't know. That's why I don't know.
1: Now, it's it's on a similar level. It's slightly above a Ruby Soho Athena debut. It's not as wow as like Daniel Bryan CM Punk debuts. No, no, it's, no, it's, not, it's not like not Sasha big. Banks walking through the door debut. Absolutely not. It's not that big, that, but it, but that's what some people shout out to Ryan again are saying. Like it's that level of debut. Like it's a game changer.
2: Well, this is this is an instance. I don't where, know, dude. This is an instance where if I say that it's this, if if I say, if you say Kevin Durant's the, the number one player in the NBA, and I say right now is uh, Jokic or Embiid, because I say you're number two, some people take that as a negative. Instead, I'm just saying, no, the number two persons. Not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. No, stop taking it that way. So it's like Soraya's debut was big, but to the degree that some people are making it, no. So I don't. I don't frown upon it because some people go crazy over it. I'm just saying no. it's like it's a big. It's a, it's a it's a big debut. I'm just more concerned like anybody with sense going. Well, what exactly are they going to do with it? Because if you're not telling any stories with other women as it is, what you can't do is immediately throw into the title picture so how do you make her relevant and work each week because she, she can't work is, weekly but she's amazing on the mic so i mean she could she could pop up and do stuff but the pl- the thing my concern is you have Athena Ruby Soho Rick Baker uh Thunder Rosa, whenever she comes back Tony Storm um i mean who Jade. else you is- read? Jade, of course, who just is now she's wrestling Diamante. So it's now now, now she's just mowing people down, right? Now yeah. they've realized like we she ain't ready. We gotta stop feeding her good talent. Back it's, to the just,
1: Goldberg stage of things. Let's go back yeah, to that. Like it,
2: they're they're in a problem area, man. She's just she just ain't getting better fast enough. Um, but with all those names I just said, I don't want to see them in multi-women matches. I don't want to see them in tag team matches. I want to see them have their own feuds. Yeah. And where I said Rampage has always been an issue is like they do Rampage, but they give me a match and it's like, I don't want that match. It does nothing for anybody. It's just putting people on TV. Whereas you can use Rampage and you can have
1: Page work. Britt Baker would be her great first feud because it would,
2: but it wouldn't because then it, it here's Britt Baker again in
1: another big. But it's, like, it's we, away from the title. It's on TV. It's a clear face heel matchup. And you can then put that on Fridays and draw, and then have Wednesdays be about your actual champion, Tony Storm, without Britt Baker being in the mix. Or or with I mean, what you can do
2: is start building more heels. How about we start there?
1: You can. But I mean
2: that's where that's where this is where real this is where the foundation cracks. Britt Baker is your biggest heel. She's in a stable with Jamie Hay- Hader, who is probably your second or third biggest heel. And then there's Serena D. After that, there are no heels.
1: Now have you have Rose a. Theme-
2: here, this is my point. Nyla Rose can be involved in a feud, but what they've done with Nyla Rose is they've made her the woman that put somebody over.
1: Yes, but even Nila here, Rose. that'd be a good hand for Tony Storm. It's OK to but, have the but- big show role it's
2: not though you need more heels like nyla rose they should be heating her back up that's the problem with the women's division more than anything else somebody like nyla rose if you give her some some weeks to heat back up and you throw her back in the title picture or you throw her into a meaningful feud then you say oh this makes sense but right now you would just be throwing nyla rose in there to get beat by somebody and that's very obvious
1: yeah, yeah that's true and you rank, know what i'm saying like you know yeah. rankings matter so how do you put her into the title feud when wins yeah, and losses to, matter. You gotta you gotta like it's give fun to women, have a gray give area. Her women's ship.
2: It's fun to have a gray area in pro wrestling yeah. for, for for some people, but not for everybody. And for a women's division that really needs to establish faces and heels, y'all need to like settle in and start. Like I know Mercedes Martinez is hurt and she has the ROH women's title, even though I don't know what that means anymore. But you have all these women, so use them. Use them in singles matches. Use them. find ways to use these women to work. Get Bert Baker out of there. She can have a few if, if she's gonna refuse with Soraya, fine. But in the interim, build Nyla Rose back up. Find another woman who could be a heel.
1: Your baby faces outnumber your heels. Yeah, that's not good. It's not great. So, not, not at all. It's gonna be hard to build new people. And then main event, John Moxley. Versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, the vacant AEW World Championship. 19 minutes. I like the story that they told. Wait, time this. out,
2: time out, real quick. Time out, real, real, real quick. I want to go, before we go into this title thing, because I was just like, let me Google the women of AEW real quick. <laughs> I, I want to go down this list of women talent that they have. And let's see how many we've seen and how many have just absolutely disappeared. Yeah. Abaddon, haven't seen Abaddon. No. Andy J, part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Tied to a man. Uh AQA. Haven't seen her. Athena, of course. Britt yep. Baker, we've seen. Bunny. Mm,
1: I really haven't seen the bunny.
2: me Sakura. haven't really seen her. No. Kakaro Shida popped up in that in the interim title match, disappeared again. Yep. Jade Cargill, champ. Jamie Hayter in a stable with Britt Baker. Chris Statlander, hurt. Leva Bates, eh, she's mostly on dark. Layla Hurst. I I don't know what's going on. Is she injured? I don't know what's going on with Layla Hurst right now. I haven't seen Um, her. They just signed Madison Rain. Doing nothing with her. No. Mercedes Martinez, hurt. Nyla Rose, nothing's going on. Paige Van Zandt, not a peep about Paige Van Zandt.
1: No, she's not. She was bare knuckle fighting.
2: But she signed. I'm just saying she's there. Yeah. Penelope Ford who I think worked last week, but she's not in anything that means anything. No. I think Red Velvet, I believe, is hurt as well. Okay. Um, Ruby Soho's definitely hurt because they keep throwing on her head. <laughs> Rios kind of just disappeared. All right. Serena Deeb, okay, she's active. And you have Sarai, obviously, just signed. Uh, Thunder is hurt. Tay Mello, tied to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Those are your women.
1: did would ways- you miss a baddie? There's another baddie.
2: Who, Layla Gray?
1: Yeah. Did you say Layla Gray? Kiera, I, I didn't
2: say either of them. Kiera Hogan and Layla Gray are not listed on the women's roster. This is I was about to mention this. Neither is Willow Nightingale. There is a place that's a misstep. It is. They need to sign her, but I have a feeling they're going to sign her to the Ring of Honor. But the point I'm making is I've just named all these women. Some of them are either not being used or tied to a men's stable or tied to Britt Baker. Otherwise, they're not doing shit.
1: It's rough, man. They they just need someone to really, really hone in, in the back. Serena's great in ring. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like maybe if she took the reins of that division in the background, it, it would go a long way. What really do that you do with Madison Rain.
2: Like, you just signed Madison Rain for what? You made a big deal out of her debut, and then she disappeared. Yeah,
1: that's true. Is it they can't all be well, baby Madison faces was like elevated, I think, to that position backstage. Someone was so it was, it's... but it's you got to do something, got to. Someone needs to take more care of that. Uh, main event Moxley Danielson 19 minutes, good match. It was one of those just like we're gonna beat the hell out of each other, but we're still friends, we're still stable mates. You know, Very not a he, not a heel baby face dynamic. Locked, liked it all the way through, it was a clean finish. Mm -hmm. moxley goes over on danielson he is the champion once again i start by saying sorry renee i know renee wanted that Renee was like oh we finally finally get some time together all the time you're about to take a vacation moxley goes full moxley (laughs) it's just like oh sorry i'm champion um but no yeah i i thought it was time to hit the panic button put on danielson and let him run they'd seem to be very comfortable with Moxley in the spot. And I I can't knock that, but the whole CM Punk fiasco just looks even worse now that you put the belt back on Moxley. And you couldn't help what CM Punk did and him getting hurt and all the BS, but it looks bad when Moxley is now on his third title reign in what the last couple were like, all right, interim one before got stopped by Punk. It's just like, the man's held the belt damn near all year, but it's lost it three times. So it, it's just weird. He's the first three-time champion in AEW. That's cool. I just thought it was a, a time to try something different with Daniel Bryan and keep the ratings up because Moxie's great. This is not a knock on him, but he's been championed so much over the past year that it just feels like, okay, we're just back to normal Dynamites, right? Like it's, it's just normal. Danielson might've been more of a, uh, okay, this is an attraction. I have to tune in. Because honestly, we see most of these matchups Moxley can have with people at the top already. We have. And I'm not sure you can play hot potato again that fast, even with MJF watching from the rafters like Sting.
2: First of all, you called him Daniel Bryanson at one point. Where you were oh, just shit. talking. That Sorry. was funny. Uh, um, Brian Danielson. <laughs> It's Daniel Bryanson.
1: Um, <laughs> That's the next iteration. If he ever has to go to impact, he's Daniel Bryanson. We're just going to keep switching the name up.
2: So I, I like, I really like this match, right? I thought the match was really good, but the finish had the impact of a wet fart because we've been here. We've been here there. It, it didn't feel big because we've been here. Right. And when you submit a baby face or when you make impact, it's a big deal, right? Like, Pinfalls are one thing, making somebody pass out or tap out, totally different thing. And yeah. Moxie choked out Brian, uh, Brian Danielson,
1: but you almost did it. I, I heard it. I heard it in your voice. You almost. <laughs> you almost <laughs> but you know, I almost hit you with it.
2: So I had two things that I that I dislike. One, I didn't I didn't care for the finish because Moxley deserves better. I'm tired of Moxley being the fireman. The house is on fire. We need somebody to put it out. Here comes John Moxley. He holds the title until the he put the fire out. Then they go, All right, Mox, hand the title over. Then yeah. the house gets on fire again. And they go, Oh shit, call John Moxley. They've done this three times. Three fucking times. None of them felt like they were done because he truly deserved it. And what I mean by that is
1: pandemic one, maybe? The first? But
2: but the pandemic when it was like we gotta put the title on somebody, it it never felt like it organically Moxley just got there. Even though as great as he's been, it just never felt like like you know, the interim title, and now he's got it again, but he's putting fires out. And the biggest issue with that is about thirty percent of that match was dedicated to showing MJF in the fucking rafters.
1: <laughs> picture in picture at one point.
2: What are you telling me about the importance of this match when you keep panning to a guy sitting by himself in the Raptors with a poker chip? Yeah. So,
1: I still don't know how he cashes that in.
2: He doesn't know. (laughs) Just be a graphic, anything. But Moxley is now in the spot. He's in a tough spot. And the spot is this. Everybody wants MJF to win this title. Moxley is the champ. Moxie has in the back of his head, he's like, I give this fucking title to this fucking jerk off sooner or later, (laughs) right? Like, that's all this, that's all we're doing right now is biding time until MJF becomes champion. So So obviously, the Moxie vacation still is uh, in the works. Oh, it's in the works. But obviously, Tony Khan can pivot and be like, all right, well, everybody's expecting this. I'm going to swerve them, right? Like, Tony does that from time to time. You expect Keith Lee and Swerve to break up. No, they're not, they're going to become tag champions. I don't know if that's organic or if it's just him saying, fuck you to the smarts. But now Moxley's in a spot where we all just expect him to lose the title. So what fun is this? What fun is him having the title if we all think he's just going to lose it again? If he can't hold on to this title until 2023, I don't want it. He the man deserves a sustained title run. With, with victories and the focus being on him carrying this company. Yeah. But MJF is lurking. And MJF is, boy, I don't know how they're going to do it. I think they're just, they're workshopping this shit every week. Like, every week they're like, let's find a way to get MJF booed. Let's find a way. And they tried it with Wheeler Yuta, and it didn't work. Right? They tried it. Hey, wheels. And he just cut them down. And I think it's a problem with MJF he's so good on the mic. If you don't have somebody that's
1: equally as good, he's just going to chop them up
2: brian no danielson
1: got to be the guy have him cut danielson down and then but that's what him.
2: i'm saying that my my whole thing was danielson being the champ and then like mgf just lurking for a long time kind of like how austin theory is yeah and said i just need the most opportune time i'm wait till your body breaks down
1: and then i'm gonna take advantage of you and then he I, just and- i thought that's what he was gonna do honestly i don't even know the cashing rules because i i think you just gotta give the chip and you have to have a full match you can't just, like, come in and steal it, I think, to my knowledge. So I was just like, yo, he's going to let those two have a full-ass match. They're going to be like, okay, we're all good, blah, blah, but beat the hell out of each other. And then be like, yo, my match is next. Boom. And then take advantage of a beaten down Moxley or, you know, Danielson and be like, okay, and that's how he wins on that night. And you end, you end the night with him as champ. That that makes sense. Like, dude, that makes sense. but
2: it makes more sense with Danielson than Moxley because we all know that Danielson's been injured. We all know that he's, you know, like Moxley. Yeah. Moxley's not a spring chicken either, but we know that Danielson has put his body through hell and we know the matches that he's going to be in would put his body through hell. So by the time like revolution comes around and you can play up and I'm just fantasy booking here guys, but, you get to an angle where Danielson's in a match against I don't fucking know, pick somebody, but he's heading into this match completely hobbled and he's completely broken down. And then, well, you have the-
1: you have another for the sake of fantasy booking. You have another big ticket match coming up on no, Friday, no, no. right? Fuck all that. Fuck. Whoever wins that ticket is going to lose. That's okay, just, but just my put that out there. My thing have no, 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 no. been you sneak in what W Morrissey. And he wins that ticket to beat the shit out of the champion. And his only thing is, is he's going to lose. But his only goal is to beat the shit out of the champion. You make him lose by DQ. Beat the shit out of the champion just so MJF can stroll down, turn in the chip and win. And it was all part of the master plan.
2: That's that's cool, right? Like, but what I'm what I'm saying here is, like, you can't do that. In my in my theory with Danielson being champion, you can't do that because. That will require whoever wins this fucking ticket on Rampage in September 23rd needs to hold it for a while. My point was, is that if Danielson goes like seven months, like as champion, not even oh seven months. Like,
1: yeah. Like just a new year. You want him to hold it till
2: January. view? Yes, at least. At least we can't keep hot potato in this title. That's but the- if Danielson keeps having these bangers, right, that take a toll on him. And then finally you get to revolution next year, which is like February. And like I said, he's busted up, broken down, whoever the number one contender is competing. And then you get, you put enough space where MGF hasn't really even talked about the chip anymore because he's involved in another feud. But then on Rampage, he was like, you know what? I'm using my chip at Revolution because I know you're <laughs> fucking broke down. Yep. That's a better way to do it because it's not front of mind anymore. MGF needs to find himself another feud because he can't just sit here and walk around with a chip for the next however long. He has to wrestle. Or they hot potato the belt again. I don't that that's my point. This is what I don't want. Your your idea is a good one if you're just trying to burn through Moxley and get the title off of him. Yeah. Which I feel (laughs) like is gonna happen. Yeah. But that's not what I want to happen. I just feel like Danielson could have held that title. He could have done well full gear and had a banger of a match against I don't care who it is, just a banger of a match. Whoever's on the range. And he could have. Yeah, like, just just give me a fucking dope-ass match. And then he does it again. But then, like, on Dynamite, he shows up, and he's like, you can tell. Like, he ain't right. But he's going to continue to give it his all. And he's going he's gonna to win again. He's going to win again. He's like, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling champion. I'm a working champion. Then we get to Revolution. And MJF, is, he's on his own shit. And then just on Rampage, he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to cash it. I see you're broke down. There's no way. Whatever match you're in, I know you're not going to come out with the better man. And then I cash in. But that way you've given fans nothing but bangers with Danielson. And you're telling a story along the way. Now it just feels like we have a path just to get MJF the title. I want MJF in another feud. I don't want him right at the title. I think it's stupid.
1: As good as he is, shouldn't he work? Like, just pick somebody. That dude came back for one reason, one reason only, bro. For the money and for the gold. Yeah, but he should there should be a feud along the way. I I agree. But when you have like, Stokely grab do do give it to him. You put tell, a lot tell
2: me him. you tell me you would not be interested in MJF working Sting. I'm alright with just, that. But but my point is you want to turn him heel, you want to make sure he stays heel? Put him in a feud with Sting. Put the firm at odds with Sting and Darby Allen. and then it, it would. It, if you do it at full gear, have MJF absolutely fucking destroy Sting.
1: Now you yeah. have a hot heel. Like damn near retirement. I don't know if I'm coming back from this promo. Yeah, but that's that's my <laughs> point. Like, MJ <laughs> yeah. like
2: if MJF is in somebody else's feud, and if he's dealing with somebody like Sting, who is universally beloved, and he absolutely destroys Sting destroys him. Like the firm comes out, just nukes him. Darby Allen gets thrown off a fucking mountain or some shit. Yeah. Now you have a heel. <laughs> now now you have Valley. something. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Darby would do it. Like trust yeah, me. Darby would. would be like, what's at the bottom of the mountain. I can <laughs> fight back that shit. But, but that's what you got to do. Right. You need something else needs to occupy MJF's time. Because if you're just relying on him to fucking cut a promo on Wheeler Yuta and that's going to turn him heel, that ain't going to work. You got to give him a white meat baby face. That's thing that yeah.
1: is fucking thing or you could even do orange cassidy there's ways somebody, to get there somebody but again you had picture in picture i fear that they're not going to give moxie a lot of time with this i, I agree think and the, I just things I, I think, think it's the next pay-per-view it's mjf's crowning ball i hate i hate it Quick. If that's the right are going i i hate it because
2: it's, almost, it's weird because, like, you know, the journey for a lot of babyfaces is to become champion. Then once they become champion, then it's like, mm, all right, what's left? We're almost in the same predicament with MJF.
1: He becomes champion. As a heel. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, because right, what, like, what baby faces do they have? Exactly. It's the opposite of the women's problem. It's, that's my point. It's like.
0: Everybody's so MJF- a heel,
1: bro. And he's going to have to beat several people. You can't put the belt on him and then have him lose immediately. So it's like, who is he? Danielson, obviously, because you're saving that. But um, oh, but you
2: but you can't. But like even Danielson, they have to realize right now that Brian Danielson, as much as he enjoys putting people over, he's gotta have a run at something. He can't continue to lose matches.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Danielson's the next guy. You gotta give him hang, man. Eventually. Um, that's a guy that'll get him some heat.
2: So, not more than a, thing
1: a, No, not more than Sting. I'm talking about when he gets the title, <laughs> when they inevitably just give him the title at the next pay per view. The baby face run, Daniel hangman. Um, who else can work up that high in that quick of time? That's about it. Claudio. Oh, there's, dude, there's not dude. many. No, wins not, and losses I, matter so like everyone who wins his heels like Adam Cole comes back you're not going to put Cole versus him you could if, if you say Cole comes back as a babyface from this injury uh,
2: so, so right now the power rankings as of, as of August 31st now obviously this has all changed so Hangman Powerhouse Hobbs Jay Lethal and Darby Allen and CM Punk are your top 5
1: All right, so you got to go, Darby.
2: You got to go, Darby. You have to go, Darby. Darby's, but Darby's got to win fucking matches.
1: I mean, he said he's four.
2: (laughs) He is. No, I'm saying he is, but when's the last time you seen Darby Allen in a a singles match?
1: No, no, not at all. He wins all his shit with Sting.
2: Right. So you got to play with him. he loses
1: singles matches.
2: Yeah, like him, Powerhouse, who just, I don't know how they're going to play this Ricky Starch match. uh, um,
1: We'll see you on Friday. Should be a great match.
2: But, yeah, which which it should be, but powerhouse ain't gonna be working MJF. Powerhouse is gonna end up working Wardlow. Yeah, which, is which should be great. But Jay Lethal, ah, you can move him out the way. You know why? Because you know who could work really well with MJF?
1: Fucking Jungle Boy. Yes, that Jungle Boy gets some wins then, because he's due exactly. for a main a main push, but a loss. Yep. To make him more endearing, yes. Let's start racking up the wins there, like. That's a great feud. They've had a feud. That was their first good feud against each other in AEW, I believe. Like that's their best feud. Like when they were just starting. Like year Dude, one. You just got to you just got to start telling these stories. You st- you have to build up the the
2: your mid-card talent to become main event players. Otherwise, it just pop up and people are like why
1: is this happening? Yeah, 100%. Uh let's take our quick break, come back and then just talk about some of the recent things in WWE and NXT before we get out of here you guys don't go anywhere be right back after this break all right and we are back there was so much AEW to talk but we can't get out of here without talking some wwe some nxt so Dre, first things first, we have NXT. They ran on Tuesday. It seems like this is finally gonna be the end of 2.0 era and bring some of the indie guys over. Oh, did you do you have Hulu? I do have Hulu. Go look on Hulu. It's is the yellow.
2: I thought gold. it was gone. It's the it's the golden black. There's no 2.0 there. It's no, gone.
1: I know, I know. This is like the the last televised 2.0 I think and then now it's all no, black it and gold.
2: but even even on Monday because like I have it set to record on Hulu yeah and I looked and I was like oh it's black and gold so oh yeah, it changed
1: on Monday it's... okay so it's the first NXT 3.0
2: like sure. watch, <laughs> if like on top of that like watch NXT and they're holding the mic and it's still the colorful mic but somebody like blurred out the 2.0 there's a very diligent effort into wow. getting like <laughs> scrubbing 2.0
1: how hard is it to get a new mic flag? But we, we're we there. Mm-hmm. First thing to talk about there, Shawn Michaels strips Solo Sacoa out of the belt. Oh, and this he won. Was... Dude. It was weird. What, what the fuck? Like, it felt like
2: they retconned the decision. Like, they were like, hey, let's have Solo win. Then they were like, well, can he work NXT? And they're like, ah, oh, he's got to be on the road. Uh, bad decision. Get it off him. I I was really unhappy with that. I didn't understand the point of that. Why do we take the title off of Carmelo Hayes if we're just going to vacate the title? I don't... What the fuck?
1: That was weird. Super weird. So I was just like, eh, I don't get it. But Solso Co. is pretty much going all the way up. I didn't know if they were going to have him just continue defending it on SmackDown or whatever. But it seems like they're not. So, Carmelo is like, oh, give me my belt back. Sean's like, no, no, no. At our next pay per view, Halloween Havoc, really pissed off. Is,
2: is it a network
1: special or is it just on TV? No, it's just on TV. All right. So, Halloween Havoc, we have a ladder match which people have to win and get into. So, Carmelo Hayes has to win his way into the ladder match. We've had bangers for the NX for the North American title. Before in a lot of I think Hayes.
2: I think Hayes is already in.
1: Okay, everyone else has to win their right way here. Yeah. Um, I like that. I think it's going to be a banger of a match. I don't think Carmelo's going to win. I think this is the time to put the belt on Wesley Lee and see what he has as a solo guy. I don't think so.
2: I thought you were going to say this is the time to put Carmelo Hayes in the main NXT title picture.
1: No, it is. So he's going to lose the ladder match. Someone else is going to win it. They don't have to pin him. And then you let Wesley run with it. And then Carmelo Hayes goes into the main title picture after that.
2: Hmm. I wasn't planning that with Wesley at all. He's been ice cold to me. I don't No, I don't He cut the
1: gray babyface promo. Um, Carmelo yeah. Hayes has been fucking him up backstage. <laughs> he's at his moment.
2: Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's not really his
1: fault, but I'm not excited with the idea of Wesley being the champ right now. I, I think that's the way to go. And then yeah, Carmelo should go up into the the main event picture, which now has Dragonov in the picture against yes. Braun Breaker. And man, Braun is just he's gonna have to work. He's stuck between yes. a rock and a hard place. I can't wait for the table of three with him and the Steiner Bros. But he's he's green, man. And they're bringing in workers. Mm-hmm. This is tough. It's tough for him. They're, they're not giving him a break. But in terms of like all. a feud against someone who's like main event, like they didn't bring him in to be a workhorse.
2: You gonna have hell to are be. this. That's what the NXT title has always been. So now he's got to work. And, you know, uh, Jordan Devlin or J.D. McConnor and uh, Dragunov are like two guys that they're going to fuck you up. Oh, like, yeah. Because <laughs> they're really good. Right. And it's like you can't hide Bron much longer. Um, but either he emerges victorious and gets better or they're like, we got to figure, we gotta retool him. I, I don't know what they think of Braun overall. I have no idea. I know I, I've been saying it from day one. They gave him too much too soon. And I think he needs the character change in the heel turn. But I don't think they're going to go that route. So who knows?
1: No, I 100% agree. Now to look at the main roster real quick. So really the thing I want to touch on, nothing crazy has really happened outside of, how about, sorry, new women's tag team champs. We had that talked about on last show. They built on that. Cool. They're still running raw. Um, I, I like control group, that is great. But all the headlines this week were Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. You were at the press conference. Yes, I was. I don't mind it.
2: No, look, man, some of y'all are gonna think I've lost my mind. I like this because Saudi Arabia's fucking bizarre world. That's just that's just the way it is. It like if this happened on like Raw or Extreme Rules, I'd be like, oh, I don't want this shit. But like three like 10 a.m. on a Saturday or Thursday, whatever day they do it, it's usually a weekday to have Logan Paul and his, his athletic ass get nuked by Roman Reigns. I'm totally fine with this. I think it's going to be a lot more fun than people expect. Um, the press conference was fun. I got to interview. I got to interview uh, Joe and not necessarily Roman. Like me and Roman talked more about him uh, dealing with his family and leukemia coming back from that than he did. You know, he made me acknowledge him, but we didn't record that. Um, But this is fun. Like, I'm all for this. It's Saudi Arabia. Like, nothing. Y'all want Goldberg again? Because that's the other go-to. Saudi Arabia always wants a big name. And they always go to, like, Goldberg, the Undertaker. And for whatever reason, they accepted Logan Paul. And I'm fine with this. So there. Just in the interim, I figure that they'll be building up whoever Roman's next challenger is underneath that.
1: I'm fine with it. I, I like the other stuff in the bloodline. Sami Zayn and Jay continue to go at it. They built it a little bit at the presser. Jay put a clown face over Sami Zayn.
0: Oh. Oh my
1: god. It's so great. So I I, I fully expect Zayn and Owens to find their way around each other soon. to to really start that feud with the bloodline. I I like that a lot. I think Walter needs a little something to do heading into this Extreme Rules pay-per-view. I'm not sure they really haven't built that up yet, Um, his next opponent, but that can't be too hard. And beyond that, though, I I think they're in a good spot. I mean, look,
2: man. We had Seth
1: Rollins and, um, you know, Matt Riddle going at it in the the little pit thing. I knew that was going to happen. Perfect. Everything doesn't have to be a no DQ match. Everything just has to be
2: extreme. But, dude, the bigger issue, the bigger, not issue, I'm sorry, the bigger story is that Triple H figured out what to do with Survivor Series. And I'm fucking excited. (laughs) War Games.
1: Who's going to say it?
2: I don't know. They can't call Regal for that shit. Yeah, um, just get his dude, voice dubbed If that's your new thing Survivor Series War Games I'm here for that As an annual pay-per-view For Thanksgiving weekend Well, it's not going to be Thanksgiving weekend anymore. I wish it was I wish it was Thanksgiving weekend because I, I, As a kid, I couldn't wait till Thanksgiving Because I'd eat some shit And then I'd watch Survivor Series <laughs> War Games would be absolutely perfect So you know that it's going to be the bloodline Against somebody Or somebodies <laughs> Yeah. Some people think it's going to be the Brawling Brutes. Dog, I would be... I, I mean, they're not going to do it. Because there's not enough people. I don't know who else they team with. But if there was like some combination of the Brawling Brutes and Imperium against the Bloodline, that'd be really fucking good.
1: Great, I just don't know who wins. I don't know. I think... And... I think now there's enough members, right? So Sammy has to cost them in war games. And that's the final straw for kicking Sammy out. Has to. Where then you have to have Kevin Owens on the other side. And hmm. you can have a collective of people that just hate the bloodline. Like, that's cool. They've done a lot of people dirty. So you can just put people together to take down the bloodline. Blood. So I'm, I, just, I just want I want the Brawling Roots and Imperium. Like one of them gets like if they
2: all right. So let's see. Solstice Sokoa, the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Roman Reigns versus Imperium. So somebody's got to be left out. It can't be Pete Dunne. No. It'd have to be Ridge Holland. So Get rid of Ridge.
1: Why? It's five on shame. five.
2: Yes, yeah, so you have Imperium three. True Imperium. No, three. Oh, Imperium. there's three now.
1: Yeah, the the yes, new they're... Imperium guy who came back, he can be left out.
2: No, no, no. Fuck that. Get rid of Ridge. What's Ridge gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't need Ridge holland in that shit. Yeah. But if you if you did that five versus five, you have you have in for your in introductory war games, like yeah, you could put five people together who just don't like the bloodline. But that's not really as fun as like two factions. But that's going Survivor
1: at it. Series. That's, that's war games. I, okay, that's war I'm just games. Saying, just say it. That's
2: like, war games.
1: You're the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That is Survivor yeah, Series. Give me I the recruiting. Care. Give I don't give want me Kevin Owens. Him. Tell tell your boss he owes me, and then no, t- no, no, Kevin no. Owens like listen. Tell him I'm coming. And Kevin Owens goes around and recruits.
2: Nah, nah. I don't want that. Because whoever Kevin Owens recruits, like, again, Imperium is a a faction that I think could stand toe-to-toe with the bloodline. Like, and just look, and Brawling Brutes are, they're just two other guys. And the the link there is obviously between Seamus and Walter. And they're like, hey, man, we just had a fucking banger. One of us need to take this fucker down. Well, why don't we do it together?
1: Listen, I'm I'm happy either way, honestly, to see how that plays. Like, I don't out. want Kevin. The other thing
2: I don't want Kevin Owens to lose right now. Yeah, put him I in some it. other match
1: again. I think Sammy has to call, but we'll yeah, we'll see. Listen, we'll see how it plays out. We'll know soon enough. All right, fine. For right now, it's Logan Paul. But uh, it's been one hell of a wrestling show. We appreciate everyone. Man, so much to talk about. Can't wait until next week's show where we know more. We didn't even get to the White Rabbit shit, so we'll recap who is the White Rabbit next time because we'll know more about it. In the meantime, we appreciate you all. Keep it short and sweet. Shout out to everyone, Blue Wire. You guys stay safe. Follow us on social media. Check out our boxing show from earlier in the week. Till next time,
2: we're out. Peace.